Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. In your walk with Jesus, have you ever felt tethered to the things of this world? If you were called to heaven today, would you be ready to leave your earthly life behind? Today, Pastor J.D. wants you to know that you need to always be focused on the things of heaven. Never lose your vigor for serving God's kingdom. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 28, 2023. Am I going to continue my education in heaven? Oh, going to be way more better than that. See, it's not in vain. God is preparing you for that which He's preparing for you in that place that He said He went to His Father's house to prepare for you. And it's uniquely suited to how He made you and wired you. You know, some of you, and you know who you are, and I won't look at anyone now, I'll just look down because I don't want anybody to think, he's talking about me again. <laughs> you know, there's a, you, you have this desire in your heart to do something, and you're not able to do it. Oh, you're, you're going to get to do it. I just, I'm never happier than when I'm doing, and you fill in the blank. That's what you're going to be doing in heaven. And it's going to be perfect. And it's going to be fulfilling. And it's going to be for all of eternity. So here's the bottom line. It's not so much a matter of our occupation here in this world. It's more a matter of whether or not our hearts are here in this world. Enter the fascinating record in Exodus of how God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt, which, by the way, Egypt is a type of the world in Scripture. When I say fascinating, I mean what God had brought about before He got them out. Namely, God got Egypt out of them, then got them out of Egypt. How did He get Egypt out of them to get them out of Egypt? Oh, ten plagues. That'll do it. I'm ready to go after the first one. And these ten plagues, listen, hit at the heart of the treasured gods in Egypt. Every single one of them. Each one of the ten plagues, I'm going to use this word for lack of a better one, dismantled 
even destroyed every single thing that they trusted in, looked to, were tethered to. All of these idolatrous false gods and these gods and goddesses were worshipped as such. They were gods of prosperity, posterity, productivity, fertility, science, and medicine. Don't look at me like that. And then what does God do? Well, He's going to stretch out His hand against Egypt, in Egypt, to Egypt, for Egypt, to know that He was the Lord God, Exodus 7, 5. And the Egyptians' world will know that I am the Lord when I stretch out my hand against Egypt and bring the Israelites out of it. May I humbly suggest that this is in fact what God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, is doing today. May I also humbly suggest that God is using the evil of this, the last hour, to disenchant us and disenfranchise us from this lost and dying world. He's allowing all that is happening in the world today so that we'll want to leave. Because wouldn't you agree that if things, or maybe better said, when things are going well, hey, no worry, no worry. It's all good. But boy, let adversity strike. Lord, come quickly, Jesus. Oh, Maranatha. Don't you think God knows that? Wasn't that the problem with the Egyptians? They had grown a little bit too comfortable, even though in slavery, that's all they knew. So God's like, well, I'm going to take them out, but I got to do some things so that they'll want to be taken out. Fast forward to today. I'm going to have to do some things in the Egypt of this world so that my people will long for me to take them out of this world. So what follows is another chart I put together. I like charts. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's what it is when I get to heaven. I'm going <laughs> to, that's my job. I'm going to, he's going to say, you could just make some Charts. Oh, really? I love making charts. I know, that's why I'm going to have you. Anyway, I digress. So I put together another chart. For me, it it kind of puts in order and organizes things, because, you know, sometimes in this brain, (laughs) and I know they have clinical terms for this, you know, things are just not quite in order. There's disorder. So when I when I order things and organize things, it helps. That's, that's too much probably, right? Okay, well that's my story and I'm sticking with this, so whether you like it or not. 
I like charts. So I put together another chart. This time, listing with specificity that which God is now doing to get the Egypt of the world out of us before He comes to get us out of the Egypt of the world. I think about the Jews that were in captivity in Babylon. And when the time came, the 70 years was fulfilled and they could return, they didn't want to. They didn't want to come out. They had gotten too comfortable, friendly. I think about Lot. It's chilling if I can say it that way. Um, no fire, no brimstone could come down until Lot and his family were taken out. That's a picture, by the way, of a pre-tribulation rapture. One of many. But the reluctance on Lot's part is evidenced by the detail in the narrative, where we're told that the angel actually had to grab him by the hand and pull him out. He didn't want to go. His wife didn't want to go. And you know what happened to her? Didn't end well for her. I wonder, and, I'm, and maybe this is just a... Maybe the Holy Spirit needs to search all of our hearts, my, my, mine included, mine especially. Is there a reluctance? Is there something here that has my heart in this world that would create said hesitancy to be taken out of this world? Is there something that is tethering me to the world that is the explanation for my reluctance to want to leave this world? This chart points to and points out the things we have trusted and treasured here on earth at the expense of heaven. So again, I will just say, and I include myself in this, let's allow the Holy Spirit, as only He can, to search our hearts in this regard. One more thing before we jump in. As we go through this, Please take note of the common denominator with everything on this chart. What you'll see is that all five that are listed here have been hit with a plague, if you will, commencing in late 2019 and early 2020. The plague is the COVID-19 vaccine, so-called. Wait, you mean COVID-19 was a plague? No, 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 no. The vaccine was not manufactured for COVID. COVID was manufactured for the vaccine, the vaccine, so-called. And it is this that has struck every arena in life that the world has trusted in. We'll examine five 
health care, the financial system, the political system, the environment, and last but not least, our lives in this world. God is dismantling all of the above that's held on so tightly to in this world in order that we would let go of this world and actually want Him to take us out of this world. I'll take it a step further before we jump in. I've said it before, I'll say it again. I think the best thing that ever happened was what we refer to as COVID-19. People have come to Christ as a result of COVID-19 that would not have otherwise come to Christ. And Christians walking with Christ because of this are now walking with the Lord, in love with the Lord, on fire for the Lord like never before, had it not been for this. So let's go through this chart. I've organized all five of them into three columns, starting with that which is treasured on earth and has tethered us to earth. Then second, that which can be instead transferred to heaven and as such treasured in heaven, because where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. And then third, I have scripture references that speak to each one. Let's start with the first one. Science. Trust the science. Sorry, I just woke somebody up. I, <laughs> that was kind of mean. Trust the science, huh? Wow. No, thank you. How about I trust the God of science? In Egypt, they had the God of science. They had the God of medicine. They worshiped these gods. And not much has changed in our day. The names have changed to protect the guilty. <laughs> Uh, the world has made science a god. The world has made modern medicine a god. No, he's the god of medicine. He's the god of science. So there's a transfer that needs to take place here. Instead of trusting the science, trust the god of science. He's the great physician, the god who heals. We had Wally Amara share with us about medical missions in Nepal. Uh, no physician there, but the great physician was there. Uh, imagine, shocking. God healed him. Now am I saying we don't take advantage of the advances in modern medicine? Absolutely not. The problem isn't that. The problem is we've made them a god. We, we see them as a God, and we trust in them instead of God. He's the God who heals. 
He's the healer. He's the great physician. And I believe with all my heart that there are so many times where God just says, I want to heal you. I just want to heal you. Because I'm the God who heals. Number two, money. Ooh, got to say it just like that too. Money. Oh, the root of all evil. No, it's not. One of the most misquoted verses in all of Scripture. It's not money. It's the love of money. Wealth, prosperity, trusting and relying on our resources. And so we put our trust in the economy. How's that working out for you? So God's like, oh, I see that you are trusting in this. Your treasure is in this. Your heart is in this. Watch this. I'm going to dismantle it. How about that? Then what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to have to trust God. Wow. Wow. You know, after all that's happened, I don't trust the healthcare industry at all. (laughs) So what am I going to do? Well, I've got to transfer that trust that I once had, by the way. I'm going to have to trust God now. Same thing with the economy. I, I can't trust the economy. I mean, you don't have to be an economist to know what's going down with the economy. You know what's going down with the economy? The economy's going down. You know that, right? By design, by the way. So what are we as Christians going to do? We're going to trust Him. If we're to have any hope of getting the world out of our hearts, we must transfer our treasures, because where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. It cannot be both. It's either God or money. You cannot serve both. Jesus didn't say it would be a good idea if you didn't, didn't serve both. You shouldn't serve both. No, you cannot. No can. <laughs> it's one or the other. Interesting, is it's even stronger than that. You're going to love the one and hate the other. How's that? God or mammon. So we're tethered to what we have. And by the way, it's not what you have. It's does what you have have you. Let me say that again. It matters not. How much money you have in the bank, does that money you have in the bank have you? Does it have your heart? Well, uh, I'm going to get ahead of myself here, but number three, I, I, I won't expound too much. I'm not in the mood again this week on this one, but I'll just, I got I to gotta address it. We have elevated political leaders and put our trust in a conservative government, giving us a false hope, which in turn has tethered us to this world. You know what our only hope is? 
It's in the just government of peace with the Prince of Peace, Jesus the Christ, which will be upon His shoulder with no end. His government, His rule, His reign. I said I wouldn't expound on it, but I do want to say one more thing on this. I feel prompted by the Holy Spirit to say it. Please hear my heart. I do not mean this to be mean or derogatory, but if you're still holding out hope for getting your man in office to turn this thing around, I feel sorry for you. That's a false hope. It will never happen. It will never happen. Number four. The environmental movement. This this is the God, you know. Mother Earth. Gaia, thank you. The new age God of nature. Now the transfer here is sort of a play on words from Romans one twenty five, which is this Exchange the lie for truth and worship the Creator instead of the creation. That's Romans 1. I want to spend the rest of our time on this last one, because I think this is the heart of the matter. It's a matter of the heart. (laughs) Perhaps in some ways the most important of all, in the sense that it has to do with our lives in this world, specific to loving our lives and living our lives for ourselves. If you were to ask me what I thought COVID-19 and the ensuing so-called vaccine impacted the most, this would have to be it. Does this make sense to you that we maybe love our lives in this world And when something like this happens, then we're more willing to let go of our lives in this world. Let me say it this way. God is allowing this to happen in order that we would be more willing to lose our lives in this world, to ready us for when Jesus takes us out of the world. This is the paradox of paradoxes. You want to live, die. Die to self, live for Christ. The way up is the way down. We've gotten a little bit too comfortable. It's been said God comforts the afflicted, but so too does God afflict the comfortable. Uh, I'll just use myself, lest I make anybody feel uncomfortable. Of course, I make you feel uncomfortable every week, but it's like God saying, J.D., I... Don't get too comfortable down there. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. 
How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.